Well, welcome once again to the Irish in Sweden podcast. My name is Philip O'Connor and for the second week in a row, lads, I'm letting it slip a little bit. The podcast is out a little bit later than usual. I have been dying all weekend. I don't know if it was COVID. I don't know if somebody slapped me in the face with a shovel when I wasn't looking. But Saturday basically disappeared. Uh, Sunday wasn't much better. And uh, now here I am on Monday piecing the podcast together for you to get something out for you this week. And God knows there'll be plenty in it anyway. But yeah, I haven't been that well at all this week. So it's going to have to take a little bit of time. Do you know what I think it might be? The clock is after going back. And I'm looking out. It's getting dark already here on Monday. So we're into this now, this crack now for the next uh, six months or so. So for those of you who are experiencing your first Swedish winter welcome along i think this is my 24th possibly 25th winter here no it doesn't get any better i hate to break it to you but you're lucky in that you have this wonderful and warm and sensitive and uh, tremendous irish community here to sweep you up in their arms and to keep you entertained and onside until the snow melts again towards the spring i hope you're well wherever you are the one good thing i suppose about this podcast being a little bit delayed is that i can bring you some news that i only got this morning um, or this afternoon, right? And that is from Johan Bark. Johan Bark has been in touch to tell me that he is a producer and a theatre director and that this week there's an Irish theatre company called the Glass Mass Theatre Company and they're coming to Stockholm to perform as a guest uh, at the Stock- Stockholm City Theatre, which is Kulturhuset Stadstheatern, right? They're going to be performing an English-speaking version of the play Act by renowned Scandinavian playwright Lars Norian. Now, this doesn't happen very uh, very often. You'll often see Lars Norian's work in Swedish or Norwegian, depending on where you are. But uh, th- that's going on this week, right? There's three different performances. Friday the 3rd of November at 7 o'clock. Saturday the 4th of November at 7 o'clock. And Sunday the 5th of November at 5 o'clock, right? And he has actually given us, uh, very generously altogether, a link where we can get tickets at a discount, right? So I'm going to put that in the show notes. So if you're listening to this on Podbean or on Spotify or whatever, go down to where the little description of the show is and you'll find a link that will bring it the tickets for ACT, this play by Lars Norian that is being done by Glass Mass Theatre, but it's this coming weekend, lads, so you don't have a whole lot of time to get into action on that, right? Uh, ACT is the name of the play, Johan Bark is the name of the producer slash director, and the company is called Glass Mass Theatre, and who knows, I might even try to get in and have a little chat with them, but as I say, the link will be there under uh, the show notes there, and I'll pump it out in social media during the week, that could be a very pleasant evening's theatre. Friday the 3rd of November, Saturday the 4th of November, both at 7 o'clock, and Sunday the 5th of November at 5 o'clock. Don't say I didn't tell you. And if you're talking to Johan back, Jesus, tell him I did tell you. And he'd be delighted that he got in touch with the Irish in Sweden podcast. Uh, we will be getting on to our interview very soon. But before we do that, lads, make sure you are following on social media. At Irish in Sweden pod. Um, at Philippa Blana is on there as well on Instagram at Philip O'Connor on Twitter God knows how much longer we'll be on Twitter because the place seems to be falling apart but uh, it would be very helpful as well if you could share this podcast right especially uh, the Irish and Sweden one among Swedish people but the Global Gale podcast in particular you're bound to have friends and family abroad in Australia or America or whatever so when you see those pop up in your feed feel free to just poke them out there a little bit lads give them a bit of an old share because there are 70 million people of Irish extraction around the world and by Jesus we're going to get them by hook or by 
crook lads we will get them you can support the podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash man in stockholm throw in five euros a week there and with the exchange rate i would be more than delighted for you to start doing that and that will help me keep doing what i'm doing you can also swish a few bob to one two three two four two four one six six one two three two four two four one six six now somebody was telling me recently that that uh, they found a swish number on some website for me and that that didn't really work but that's the swish number to use because that goes straight into the business bank account and the accountant takes care of all the vat and everything one two three two four two four one six six uh, we are going to get on to our interview this week which is Rory Moore from the Irish Chamber of Commerce in Sweden and he's going to tell us about what they're going to be up to for the remainder of the year and the Beacon Award that's coming up and the gala dinner and the networking day and all that kind of thing before we do that a shout out to Aaron Kennedy performance that Aaron under, underscore Kennedy underscore performance on Instagram there I was doing a four week program along with a bunch of other people uh, to do with food and weight loss and all those things and it was absolutely magnificent I think I lost just a little over five kilos 5.1 kilos in four weeks and it was mad altogether so keep an eye out as i say at aaron underscore kennedy underscore performance on instagram and get in touch with aaron for the next time he's doing this because it's absolutely brilliant if you want to lose a few kilos in a hurry aaron is the man to go to and you'll also end up learning a few things that i don't think i'm ever going to eat the same way as i did before now after doing this this has just worked out really really well so uh get in touch with aaron there and let him know that i sent you and uh, he will be more than happy to talk to you right uh, i had hoped last week to make it in to the Irish Chamber of Commerce business breakfast but as I was saying not only I haven't been feeling well but extremely busy last little while so I didn't make it in there for Thursday at 8 o'clock but I believe a great morning was had by all but what I did do instead was I talked to Rory Moore from the Irish Chamber of Commerce in Sweden. Now this is a great organisation that's gone from strength to strength in recent years and their gala dinner is the high point of the calendar but what they're also looking for is a nominee for the Beacon Awards and the Beacon Awards uh, is basically the Beacon Award is given out every year last year it went to Neil Costigan who founded the company Behavioural Sec I think we mentioned that in the interview and um, yeah so Neil won that award and they're looking for, for new people or new nominations for that right and there's bound to be loads of people out there that we could give it to so we discussed a little bit how that can be done and how we go about that as well so have a think about it because often we think that oh you know it has to be somebody who's gotten you know seed capital from some angel investor for 100 million swedish crowds that kind of, not that at all lads right it's somebody who's making a difference in society in the relationships between sweden and ireland and just generally sort of helping out and that's what their business is and that's what they what they do it might also be somebody who's working in one of the bigger companies they might be working in one of the big telcos or one of the big building companies or construction companies or you know they're, they're, i don't want to mention any names here because then i'll just be accused of of, uh, of touting for somebody we don't want to be doing that but you know yourself you get the idea somebody who's making a contribution to the business relationships between sweden and ireland is definitely somebody to be considered there without further ado let us have a chat with mr rory moore there up the country great to check in with him and indeed our generous sponsors from the irish chamber of commerce in sweden who made, made a very generous contribution to this podcast last year and for that reason they are more than welcome to come on the podcast whenever they want to talk about things like the upcoming gala sure here he is More. Great to have you back on the podcast again. And let's start with uh, the burning question in December for the Irish Chamber of Commerce in Sweden. What is the Beacon Award and how do we go about winning it? Right. Well, this will be our third Beacon Award ceremony in, in uh, conjunction with the with the gala uh, running on the same evening. 
And what we are looking for are nominations uh, for the Beacon Award. And the profile of person or company that we're looking for is someone who has demonstrable drive around certain topics. It could be, for example, around sustainability or something around innovation or startup culture, so, something like that, right? Uh, we're not too specific about exactly what it should be other than it's more about the person uh, and the company that they work for or, or, or have set up. And, and typically what we're looking for is someone who has uh, demonstrated the ability to strengthen the bonds between Ireland and Sweden. That could be from a business perspective, a social perspective, a cultural perspective, you name it. We're very interested in finding those types of people. And you know, they could be somebody who's working for a larger corporation or it could be somebody who's working uh, for, for themselves as an entrepreneur. Maybe they're pushing their own small business in a startup environment. Yeah, it's those types of people that we're looking for in terms of the, the nominations. So it's a bit of a, a call out to our network here. If you know somebody like that who fits that bill, please, please do let us know. And you can contact us at uh, contact at irishchamber.se. Super. Let's talk a little bit about last year's winner, uh, Neil Costigan, a man who's no stranger to you or me and who's going to hate the pair of us for talking about him when he's not here. <laughs> Why did he win the award, Rory? What was the discussion uh, among the, those who were part of deciding who was going to get the award? What was that like? What did they think that he particularly stood out at? Uh, I, I can answer that very easily. Uh, I think it's Neil's drive and passion for the both the industry and the technology. Uh, Neil had worked very, very hard for many long years in setting up that company, Behaviosec. And uh, he's able to capture a fantastic exit strategy there. Um, so, yeah, uh, that, plus that and the fact that Neil is a very well-known entity with the, with the Irish here in Sweden. You know, he's, he's a very likable guy, a very charming guy and a very intelligent guy. So a very deserving winner, for sure. He'll be delighted. We'll use that as the poll quote, okay? So we'll put that out on social media and he can boast away about that. <laughs> and that kind of but as you mentioned, you don't necessarily have to be Bill Gates or, you know, the Google ads in their shed or that kind of thing. This is basically open to every business. So it could be, you know, the coffee roasters, the microbrewers. And as you said, it could be people who are working as executives for big companies, Absolutely. you know, like telecoms or, or, you know, anything sustainable, energy, battery makers, that kind of thing. Right? You name it. You name it. We're not looking for any specific industry here and uh you know it, size of the business is, is not necessarily relevant either so it, it's somebody as i said who is really demonstrating through the work through their professionalism through the knowledge through the network that they're doing something good hmm. that's what we're looking for and, and and ultimately what we use the the beacon award for for is to showcase the best of Irish professionalism and entrepreneurship here in Sweden and across the Nordics. Mm. That's our ambition for the Beacon Award. Now, we don't want to sort of, you know, jump the gun or anything else like that. But when you look around uh, from your position within the Irish Chamber of Commerce in Sweden, uh, mm. what do you see over the last year? Because, you know, from my perspective of doing this podcast and from looking at what the Irish community is doing, it seems to be a very positive time. We seem to have a lot of big Irish companies or medium-sized Irish companies establishing themselves and a presence here in Sweden. What's your sort of uh, your chamber view of that, so to speak? Well, first and foremost, I, I, you know, I, I cannot but comment about the fantastic work that, say, Enterprise Ireland is doing, uh, and even Board B, uh, you know, all, all the, the state state organisations they put their heart and soul into helping Irish uh, companies and Irish trade relations between between Ireland and Sweden, and, and that, that that dividend is very clearly paying off as it should. 
but there's also a, another category of, of, of uh, Irish enterprise, meaning typically Irish people who've moved here to Sweden and setting up their own business as well. So what we're seeing as a trend across uh, the last 12 months of the chamber is we're getting to know more and more of these entrepreneurs, Irish entrepreneurs who are building up their own business from scratch over here. And really, we would like to try to find ways to support those entrepreneurs here in Sweden as best as we can. And actually, one of the things we're doing for the gala this year is that before the gala main event in the evening, the afternoon time, we're going to have a networking and exhibition event. And this is, a, yes, again, another shout out. If you do have a small business, let us know. We're very happy to facilitate you to exhibit your, your wares there during the networking uh, session. And uh, yeah, it's a bit of free advertising, a bit of free marketing for you and it gets, helps us to expand our network. When you talk to these small businesses, Irish people coming over here, starting up as entrepreneurs, it could be in tech, it could be in food, mm. it could be in food technology, it could be anything like that. Mm. What are the recurring things you see that they need? Does somebody get in touch with the chamber and say, look, at, I really need uh, to understand this market better. I really need mm. software developers. What are the kind of things that they need help with, Rory? It's, it's typically some of the, the very foundational things. Uh, the things that might, that might feel very simple to the likes of you and me who are living over here at Donkey's Years, right? Things like, how do I set up a company or who do I reach out to and scat the market to, to, to register something or uh, how do I build up my supply chain or, or it just simply access to, to a network of people who have gone through stuff and challenges like this before. That is a very big asset, if, especially for newly landed over here. So it's the, the knowledge base that we have within the network. Yeah, 100%. And in terms of the network then, because obviously, like, you know, there are people around the place who are business coaches and that, you know, how much can people expect uh, from yourself and from the people who are in the chamber? Is it a sort of an informal mentoring thing? Are there sort of formal processes where, you know, the Irish Chamber of Commerce will say, look, here's a manual, you know, start your business in three easy steps kind of thing. You know, is that like that going on? <laughs> you know, when we first started with the chamber was it five or six years ago. It was actually those types of things that we had in mind that we tried to almost templatize things to help entrepreneurs in actual fact what we're finding more and more is the informal networking that seems to have the highest benefit the introduction of one person to another person and the sharing of information and sharing of knowledge that seems to be a lot more effective just by way of example we, we tried we, we, with charles jemson uh, a couple of years back to set up a mentorship program and we tried putting the word out and it never really took off simply because there wasn't that much demand for mentorship right instead what people where people are getting the most value out of was sitting down over a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, or even over a pint, having a chin week and, and talking about what these challenges are and well, where the solutions might actually be. And that, that's something that we think has a very high value to our membership base uh, and even, even to our non-members as well. So we're, we're very, very open. We're always happy to help people, um, you know, if they need help. Mm. As we're speaking now, we are speaking on a Monday evening. On Thursday morning here in Stockholm, there is the informal business breakfast. Now, I know because of where you live, you don't tend to attend this. But <laughs> Kim Quellon tends to be there all right and to be a good few people around the place. That is exactly the kind of informal networking uh -huh. thing that you're talking about, right? Yeah, and that's just purely drop-in, purely drop-in. Informal is, you know, you typically sitting at a table, maybe anywhere from five to ten other people, and it's the ideal opportunity to raise those those types of questions. And as well as that, then every Friday morning, we have a virtual, uh, what we call a Freda's Fika, so a virtual coffee morning for half an hour. That's from 8.30 until 9 o'clock every Friday morning, and a similar thing happens. And you might have a smaller group of people, you know, mixed experience, mixed industries, and it's a great place to ask these types of questions as well. So anybody interested, by the way, in either of those two events, again, reach out to us or go to our website, irishchamber.se. You'll get all the details there.
Indeed. There is a little tab there that says events and it has all the recurring events are there. There's the yep. after work, which is the second Thursday of every month at the Hotel Anglais. Oh, you know Charles chose that one because I know he likes that place. <laughs> and you have the virtual fika and you have the informal breakfast and that kind of thing. The event itself, when the Beacon Awards, this gala <clears> dinner has really become uh, something, a, a fairly key part of the Irish social calendar here. Were you at the dinner last year, Rory? You were? Oh, sure, has been for the last two years. I'm a part of the the, the planning committee <laughs> on the board. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm deeply involved, naturally, in in both the the, the planning along with my my colleagues on the board and, and the execution. And uh, th- th- this year, we're we're aiming to go bigger. So we've had uh, two very very good years in the past. This year, we're trying to bring it up a bit bit bigger and better. And by the way, big shout out to our corporate sponsors. So that's Jones Engineering, Conic Construction, Sure, Kirby. All, all the usual uh, guys are chipping in, and they're absolutely brilliant. And uh, yeah, so so this year uh, we're trying to ramp it up a bit bit bigger, better. We're trying to get more people. Uh, we're still to have yet to announce our keynote speaker. Hopefully in the next week, maybe two weeks, we'll have that confirmed. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it really has become the highlight of the calendar, both for us and I think for a lot of the Irish professionals in Sweden. Just one note on that, however, I just would like to say, I know we use the term Irish Chamber of Commerce. I know we use the term gala, but look, this is not a kind of a, a highbrow, haughty talk type of a, a social calendar event. This is open to everybody, right? So yes, you know, we do kind of put on the, the glad rags and the dancing shoes and all that type of thing, but don't let that turn you off. So mm-hmm. a, a bit of a shout out to perhaps some of the younger Irish people living here in Sweden. Don't be afraid to turn up. This is a very good show and it's a brilliant way to expand your, your network. Indeed. And tickets for that, are, they're all available from the Irish Chamber.se uh, website, are they? They, they can register for That's all of these. It. Irishchamber.se. And if you go to the events section, you can register there. God, I'll be, uh, I'll oh, and by the way, I, I, just, just to say as well, uh, you know, we do have uh, academic members membership, which is free within the chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you are a student, an Irish student uh, living here in Sweden and you might be interested in attending the event, reach out to us with special rates for the for the academics. A tremendous yeah. altogether. Just before we went on air here, just before we started recording, there's an academic in this house who was asking me about those things. So it's just get in touch with you guys and uh, and you look after her and everybody else then, uh, presumably. That, that's it exactly. And by the way, uh, we also have another uh, another event uh, just around the corner. So next week on the 1st of November, we have a virtual event. Myself and Declan Caulfield are hosting a, an event that we call Demystifying AI. So we'll be talking quite a bit around uh, the topic of generative AI, and uh, we will actually be interviewing uh, a Gen AI agent on the fly, live during this event. So uh, if you're interested and curious about Gen AI, uh, again, irishchamber.se events, go register there for the event. It's absolutely free. You don't have to be a member. And uh, yeah. We're happy to share our experience and our knowledge around that topic. Very interesting topic. Oh, you have to. You poked a bear now. I have to ask the question. Now, gener- <laughs> generative AI is where basically you give a machine a prompt and you say, okay, I want a picture that looks like the Mona Lisa, uh, except it's Molly Malone. And then it goes off and creates that. And you can keep doing that <laughs> and changing things and this stuff, right? Same thing for text. Is that the kind of thing that yourself and Declan are going to be talking about? Kind of. I mean, that, that, that's that's a very kind of, a, how to say, um, uh, it was far too an example that, that might spring to mind of of one particular use of GenAI, but GenAI actually has a lot more uh, very constructive and, and and productive uses as well. So, as I said, we will be demystifying the technology without getting too deep into the technology itself. I mean, we won't be getting all IT and nerdy and data and digital. Instead, we'll be talking about 
what it does well, what it doesn't do well, and what might be its current and future use cases across a multitude of different industries. So, and so that's so not that, just that's not just for people in the tech industry. That's a real no, sort no, of a broad no. discussion that you're going to be having with Declan there. Yeah, I would actually say it's for anybody who is not particularly up to speed on all things uh, tech and, and digital. That's Fantastic. that's our focus audience for that. Yeah, and that's that's a virtual event. Uh, if people want to get involved in the chamber, you mentioned the academics there. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. small businesses can join up as well, and individuals Absolutely. can join as well, can't they? Absolutely, one hundred percent. And we, we, we always aim to keep our cost base and, and, and our membership prices very, very low. And they are very, very low. So if you're a small business owner, we're talking about 450 or 455 crowns a year. That's it. That's your fee. And you get access to all the events. Some events are ticketed, obviously, of course, like the gala. But most of our events are absolutely free. Fantastic. And same, same with individual members, too. What's the growth been like in the last year, Rory? Because we have a situation where we have yourself up in Avik, we have a lot of people, a lot of the sponsors that you mentioned there are active mm. mostly in Yavla more so than in Stockholm. Is mm. there a big yeah. footprint outside of Stockholm and outside the major cities, would you say? You know what? Uh, one of our ambitions over the coming couple of years is to grow that footprint specifically in the western part of Sweden. Mm. So one of our board members, a guy that you know very well, uh, Anthony Marcy, um, you know, he's been very, very uh, proactive uh, and he's quite newly landed. I think he's, he's in Sweden about a year, year and a half, something like that. Yep. So, you know, it, there's quite a uh, high number of Irish people living in around the western part of Sweden, in around the Gothenburg region, right, we'll say. There's, my estimation is at least 200, maybe 250 people there. And uh, we are going to try, uh, fingers crossed, within probably later, say, January, February of 2024, arrange a first physical meetup in Gothenburg. So if you are curious about the chamber, if you'd like to know more about what we do and the power of the network that we that, that we, we have, uh, keep an eye out. And we'll be doing a bit of promotion on this for something to be happening in the west of Sweden. Uh, yeah, within the next couple of months, three or four Fantastic. months at least. Hmm. Do, do you have any idea between uh, your thumb and your pointing finger, as they say in Swedish, is, <laughs> is there that many Irish businesses in Sweden? Because we obviously know the ones like the brewers and the people who own pubs and mm. that kind of thing. You know, Is there a considerable sort of Irish business community, would you say, in your estimation? Yeah, there is. And, and it comes in, in, in two, potentially three different kind of categories, we'll say. So we have the most obvious categories. So we have, say, the, the, the Irish companies that have set up uh, a market in Sweden or an office space in Sweden, right? Mm -hmm. So we talk about say, the Jones, the Collins, the Shures, the Kirby's, and so on and so forth. As you said, they opened up a fantastic office space in around the Yeva. Uh, so they're, they're, they're pre-established businesses that decided to move into the Nordic market. Mm -hmm. Second category then is something that you've mentioned there, which was the, the Irish entrepreneurs. So an Irish person who has moved and is now living in Sweden and decided to set up a business from scratch, right? And there's quite a few of those actually, uh, and typically the small, small uh, enterprise uh, type of profile. And then the third category we'd have would be Irish professionals who are working for typically very large corporations here in the Nordics as well. And uh, they're also a very interesting potential membership uh, recruitment for us as well, of course. But yeah, I mean, look, it, there's, a, there's a, quite a significant Irish professional diaspora here in Sweden, probably a lot bigger than we would know. And it, there's no way of counting. There's no way of quantifying this, unfortunately. There's no numbers yeah. around this, but it, it's, it's quite significant for sure. Yeah. 
And I suppose that's, you know, but that, to loop back to what we were saying about the academics and the younger Irish people here, it's like, lads, stick the tie on, you know, get the goon on this kind of thing. Because if you want to stay here for the long haul, if you know these people, if you start networking with these people now, it doesn't matter if you want to work some, for somebody else or start your own business. By making these contacts now, you'll, you'll have much greater opportunities when, you know, you might oh, be doing God. an internship for Perno Ricard or whatever. But towards the end of that, then, if you want to stay on, uh, hopefully, you know, if you have this network there, that'll be able to help you out. Am I right in saying that, or? 100%, 100%, right? And I, I, I can give you a very specific example. At last, year, last year's gala, uh, actually, specifically Neil Koskin, having a few uh, evening drinks tonight before the gala with, with some of the, the sponsors, right? And uh, these are all you know, big construction companies that begin to the data centers and, and the wind farms and all this type of crack. They are crying out to recruit people. So you know, if you have any type of construction experience, be it quantity surveyor, engineering, site management, whatever it is, this is the spot. This is the right place to meet potential employers going forward, right? Here in Sweden, right? Long-term, good, well-paid employment here in Sweden. Uh, I, I, I know another interesting topic, you've probably seen it in the news very recently. In the north of Sweden, right? There will by, I think, what's it to say, by 2030 or 2035, there will be a need for an additional 100,000 new people to move up to the north of Sweden to fulfill high, you know, very well-paid jobs. The north of Sweden is booming right now. And it, one of the best ways that you can uh, look at building a career up, up here is by developing your network. Absolutely, 100%. So, I mean, there's lots of opportunities here in Sweden, but it's all about building your network. And it's crucially important. Crucially important. Is there any marketing being done towards, because obviously this is a podcast for Irish people already in Sweden, but are yeah. Irish companies sort of, you know, making an effort to reach people back home? Because again, you know, you hear people in construction jobs over here, you never would have thought of it. They never would have even seen this as being an alternative. And then all of a sudden they rock up here and people are starting to sort of consider this as a place worth living in. Do you know if those companies are sort of saying this to young Irish people, look at get over here, 10, 15 years, you could make yourself a life in Sweden there. Do you know what? That's a really good question. I th There's no initiative that I'm aware of along those lines, but I am part of another community uh, and organization up in the northern half of Sweden uh, called the High Coast International Hub. Mm. And we do a lot of work directly with uh, local organizations, corporations, and also uh, the local commune up here. And even my small little local commune, they're they're looking to increase uh, the number of high skilled professional people in this commune, and they're hoping to recruit a minimum of five thousand new people to come and move to this town from across Europe. That's their target. So, so as I said, the north of Sweden is 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 really a very good career opportunity, uh, especially if you have some kind of a degree, some kind of a skill. It, it's worth exploring. It really is worth exploring. It's a wonderful place to live too. Right. Sell it to me, Rory. Why do you want me to move to Alvik? You know, what, what What will I get? You know, give me the hard sell here. <laughs> no. this way, every town has something different to offer, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, if you like the outdoor life, if you like the peace and quiet, uh, if, if, if you're really into this kind of outdoor activities, uh, it's a fantastic place. And by the way, it's also a great place if you have young kids and you're trying to raise a family. It is so, so, it's so cheap to live up here. It's a wonderful culture up here. Yeah, it's worth exploring. It's worth exploring. Are, are there many people where you are now? It was basically there's only two or three, isn't the town you're living in the last time I heard, I think. 
<laughs> We've actually increased Irish headcount here by exactly one. <laughs> That's a 33% incre- increase there over three in fairness. Novel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a guy who moved, uh, he moved to Sweden, uh, Graham, Graham uh, Crowley's name, nice fella. He, he himself uh, and, and his missus at the time moved to, to Onga in the middle of Sweden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, then the pandemic happened and whatever else happened. But then he decided to make a move up here to Uvik uh, a couple of months back. Yeah. So yeah, thirty-three percent increase. I call that a, a success. It's a, a roaring success, and you've welcomed him up there with open arms, and he's absolutely. Himself, <laughs> he? Absolutely, Jeez, we'll have to look into that because uh, it's one of these days. I want to see Uncle's Vic represented in Gaelic football and all these things, and you may get too old to do that by ourselves. So, how old is Graham? Can we get Graham to do it? <laughs> uh, Graham might be pushing uh, pushing towards fifty quite soon. Let's say so. All right, the banished or we give him that job. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Irishchamber.se. Irishchamber.se. You'll find the events tab. You'll find the awards tab. You'll find the mentor program, the membership, and everything. And of course, you can always just reach out to Rory or to Charles or to Kim Crowland or to Neil Costigan or to anybody. But for now, Rory, thanks so much for coming on and tell me what you are up to with the Irish Chamber of Commerce in Sweden coming up in this December. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it, Phil. There you go. That was the legendary Rory Moore there telling you about uh, the upcoming Beacon Award and all the ways you can get involved in the chamber. And I strongly suggest you do. We can often think of these things as being fellas in suits sitting around, you know, drinking coffee out of small cups with their little fingers pointing out. But it's not like that at all. It's actually very, very useful. The events I've been to have been absolutely brilliant. And I can't wait to go to the gala dinner and indeed to the networking event on the day itself. Don't forget, lads, the Rose School of Irish Dancing is having a Stockholm Irish Dance Workshop on Saturday the 2nd and Sunday the 3rd of December right so uh, Rose Irish Dance School look them up on Facebook I spoke to Rose there a little while ago uh, you'll find an episode on the podcast about that Irish Dance School that's going to be running that workshop there you go a little bit of a shorter podcast this week but sometimes those things happen nobody wants to be spending a whole week listening to me I know that uh, I hope you enjoyed it and uh, I do hope that you're signing up for your tickets now for the Beacon Award and for the gala dinner and that kind of thing because it's going to be a great evening altogether. Uh, plenty of things starting to happen now and of course yeah that was the other thing I want to remind you of was don't forget the Swedish Irish Society's Halloween event for children is happening on the 4th okay uh, November the 4th on Saturday it starts at Musa Bakitori at uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon and there's going to be a, a ghost tour wandering around Musa Bakitori in Southern from uh, 4 o'clock until 5 o'clock and then there's going to be a Halloween party after that at Europa Skolan which is on Gotland's Gotland at 43 so don't miss that always a popular one with the kiddies and uh, indeed with the adults as well Right, I won't keep you very much longer. Thanks very much indeed for tuning in to the Irish in Sweden podcast this week. I will be back again next week when I've worked out which way is up in my life. And uh, we'll have another episode. Until then, look after you as ourselves, look after one another, and I'll be back with you again very, very soon indeed.